0: Hello, welcome to The Final Swipe, a podcast about healing our hearts and finding love. I'm your host, Nikki Novo. Hey, my friend. All right, so who here loves the Almost 30 podcast? I know, they're so great, right? I love Lindsay and Krista, and I'm so grateful to even call them friends. A lot of you guys even came to me through them, so I'm just so grateful for that relationship. And get this. On December 12th in Miami, they will be coming to Miami for their tour. And guess who gets to be the guest? Me! So I'm going to do a live event with Krista and Lindsay from Almost 30, and we're going to talk all about intuition. So I'm actually going to teach you how to access your intuition, which I'm so excited about because I truly, truly, truly believe that all the answers are within us And if there's just one thing that I can do in this world is teach people how to use their own intuition, whether it be dating or in light or whatever it may be. And I get that opportunity on December 12th. And I really hope that you join me. So come to Miami. If you're summer cold, come for the night. (laughs) Um, It's a great time to be in Miami. And if you're in Miami, please come to this event. It's going to be at night at 630. I believe it's, I want to say it's $50 and you can go to the Almost 30 podcast, which is com, and you want to go backslash tour. We're also going to have that in our show notes, but I'd really love to be able to teach you how to access those answers within you, right? To not give in to the fear that you probably constantly feel or that anxiety, but really learning how to push that out and to go deep into what is right for you, right? Um, We'll definitely do some woo-woo stuff. We'll go into like, you know, spirit guides and all that kind of stuff. But really, even just if you don't believe in that stuff, you don't care for that stuff, really just learning like, what is the right path for me? How can I find clarity on demand? Like when I need it and how can I tap into myself? And that's what I'll be teaching. So hope you join me here in Miami on December 12th for the Almost Dirty podcast tour here in Miami. See you there. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Final Swipe.
1: I'm your host, Nikki Novo, and I'm just extra excited. I'm always excited to see you guys, but extra excited because we have a really beautiful, amazing guest today. Her name is Anya Grace, and I have been kind of stalking her for you guys. I really wanted to bring her on (laughs) the show because I I knew she was going to bring... Um wisdom no no pressure Anya um, to the people and I, I really wanted to um, I just really love her work and I, I thought it would just be very helpful for your for the process that all of you are going through so welcome Anya Grace to the show
2: thank you I'm so excited
1: yeah I just like uh, I put a lot of pressure on you but no so Anya <laughs> is a spiritual mentor and she's a fem- feminine energy coach and as you guys know, I'm, ta- I'm I'm always talking about the divine feminine, how we you know step into that, um, how we date with that kind of energy, what the divine masculine is, all that. But like I said, I'm sure you're probably tired of hearing it from me, so I wanted to bring somebody who really their work is 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 her work is completely based on that. So I'm really excited to have you, Anya. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Right. Totally, totally. I love, I could talk about this stuff all day, every day. And I
1: like <laughs> <so>. <laughs> good, good. Well, we're in the <laughs> so yeah. my, um, just like at, out of curiosity, what um, what brought you into this work? Because I'm sure it wasn't like you were born knowing, like, was there was there some sort of journey that brought you here?
2: Yeah, it was definitely an unfoldment of events. Um, mm-hmm. I would say like most women, I collected a series of traumatic events, not necessarily, Yeah, just just all different kinds of things that really triggered my what I like to uh, talk about as like the collective wounds of the feminine mm-hmm. um, that really kind of activated my pain body and um, made me incredibly emotional, kind of out of whack in my own system. And I've always been really sensitive. Um, I'm a projector in human design and. You know, the more I've learned about myself, the more I kind of have compassion for the past. <laughs> but, right, of yeah, it was just a, a journey of discovering how to function in this world as, as sort of a sensitive being. And also as a woman who um, not only experienced trauma in this life, but I believe also has experienced trauma in a lot of other lives, like, mm-hmm. we, you know, that's in our collective DNA mm-hmm. patterning. Um, so really, it's just been a, a an unwinding and an unfoldment of that healing process, and yeah, it's been very, very powerful.
1: Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, we're all about the past lives here. I do. I do a lot of past mm-hmm. life regression, so we, we're with you, mm-hmm. and um, we're so happy you're doing this, work. So, I'm hoping if you can, if we can just kind of start off with. Um, you know, what you when people say the divine feminine, what do you like what do you think it really means or what are they what are they trying to get at? And if you can explain it a little bit to maybe someone who's heard the term but doesn't really fully understand what it means. Totally. The first
2: thing that I think of when I feel into the energy of the divine feminine is heart. So it's really the energy of, of love awakened on this planet. The energy of love manifest in physical form. The divine feminine is really every single thing in this outer world that we see. Um, it's vibration and pulsation and energy waves. And if we think about it, I actually, actually it was just downloaded yesterday, the specific example, but color, like I'm looking outside my window right now and I see green trees and blue water and red paint and blue sky and color is we're we're seeing color via the way that the waves of light move through the air and activate our nervous system. So it's the goddess really the vibrations of waves of light that are hitting us and awakening us to this physical world. So every single thing we're seeing and experiencing externally is the goddess, is is the divine feminine, and our awareness of it, that non-tangible, non-physical is that Shiva divine masculine. So um, you know, a lot of the work I do is helping women activate their understanding through a visceral, experiential, um, cellular awakening of this sacred energy and I I personally have experienced in my own life and that's why I do this work in this way that when we have this awakening of our own sacred energy we understand our value at such a deep level that it, we're really no longer available for um traumatic you know we still experience traumas but it's not the same as being unconscious through those traumas right
1: so yeah, that's 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 one way to describe it for now. <laughs> <Anymore>. <laughs> no, no, it was beautiful. Thank you. Which kind of like makes me laugh that like in our world, God is explained like is described as a man. I'm like it's so not man. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's so, so funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like that's so divine. So um, oh, can it's divine. you? If, yeah, it's, it's funny to me. Do you? Um, so when you. When you talk about like um, awakening um, that part of us, can you can you describe like what the opposite of that would be? Like somebody who maybe that were not awake to this because it's it's an it's innate innate in all of us, but for several reasons we you know lose it or not we lose it, but we we're not we're unco- we're not aware of it. Um, how mm-hmm. would you like? What would maybe what would it look like to live not being awake to it? Hmm.
2: Hmm. Okay, I'm just gonna feel into that for a moment. I think, well, one, I'll just speak into what it feels like to be awake to it, and then mm-hmm. I think we can draw the other side okay. of it. Um, actually, this morning, this morning, <laughs> I've been just diving deep into my. I'm going through a little phase of just like reopening some of my deep spiritual books, and you know, just diving into my mm. practice really strong right now, and so my sensitivity has been heightened recently and. This oh, morning God. I got
1: home. I love um, the angel stages. <laughs> They're like I know. <laughs> it's oh so beautiful.
2: <laughs> I know, right? Um, but this morning I got back from a yoga class. It was pretty early, and I the the house that I live next. I live in a studio, but the main house there's two kitties, and the owner's gone often, so I kind of go in and just hang out with the cats. And avocado is the <laughs> name of the cat, the big the big one, and um mm-hmm. I was just drinking my, my drink and reading a book and listening to music and had avocado on my lap and I just was petting him and I was kind of, I was feeling into his uh, almost his like veil <laughs> I was feeling mm-hmm. into his like, lack of awareness of his sacred energy almost like this cat <laughs> and yeah, I was just yeah. Feeling into how he's like a little bit over, overweight and I was like <laughs> worried about him <laughs> and, and it made me think about it was just this funny moment I like burst into tears feeling into the sacred energy of this animal and how I'm not sure if, if Avocado knows the sacred energy that he is,
1: right? <laughs> right of course.
2: It was making me realize that I think I, I think my tears were stemming from this sadness that we as humanity suffer so deeply because we are we don't remember how sacred and beautiful we really are, and if we did, we would treat ourselves with so much tenderness and grace and gentleness and honor. And it would just be a different planet, like, because we would treat ourselves in that way if we really knew who we were. So I guess this is answering both sides of this question. Um, yeah, I know. It's a beautiful that, example. I totally get it. Yeah, yeah that I, th- I believe, it's, you know, I, 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 I feel like at this point in my life with the work that I've done, I would say 20 to 30% of my attention and energy is constantly on my divine nature. And just constantly reminding myself of who I really am, divinity and sacred energy. And then, yeah, I still experience pain and suffering, um, but I feel like I'm moving toward that awakened state of consciousness as much as possible. And so I think but contrast to that, where I used to be, was um, really more of this place of distraction. And it's being plugged into such a contracted physical world the 3d world where we believe that our value is based in the external we we contract so hard like our physical bodies especially as women can get so contracted um, we get rigid tight stressed out anxious not able to sleep uh, trying to control every aspect of our life and and these words that I'm saying can be empowering energies if they're in the if it's more of the empowered masculine if they're really elevated, but they can also be some of the deepest wounded energies that we see obviously on the planet. So, I would say it's, you know most of the world is living in a in a, a wounded feminine energy state and a wounded masculine energy state. Um, which actually speaks to the submission and surrender, which we were talking about before this call, I know, but Mm -hmm. anyway, that's kind of my answer to that is I think looking out in the world and it's just, it's, it's a belief that we're in control and then living life, trying to protect ourselves from that place rather than surrendering and opening to what's really meant to happen.
1: How, um, so surrender is something that obviously it comes up a lot, especially with, um, and it's, you know, it's obviously just a buzzword, like definitely, like it's being used a lot, let surrender, let go, allowing, um, not many people understand it though, like we, we can say mm-hmm. it, but we don't really understand. Um, I do think it's always helpful to hear different, um, understandings of the word, like, so surrendering, what, what would surrender be to you? It live like yeah. a more surrendered life.
2: Yeah. Yes. Surrender is one of my favorite words in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, and beyond, beyond surrender, I've been working with the word untethered. And untethered, okay. that's like the, untethered. Yeah, yeah. That's like the next step in my, in my personal experience right now. Um, but both surrendered and untethered really are speaking into hold on one moment i'm just going to feel into my heart for a second yeah both surrender and untethered speak into releasing control and grasping onto something there's a contraction of muscle energy and by letting go that muscle energy can relax and when we relax there's more spaciousness in the body and more spirit, more breath, more inspiration, light, life force can enter into us and awaken our Shakti force, which is the divine feminine. So that's where true magic lies. And I mean, everything is magic, but our access and our ability to really work with that magic happens when we begin to realize that it doesn't come when we feel we're in control. <laughs> so um, yeah, to me, you know, and I like
1: to speak into... Uh, can I speak into the submission and surrender? Or do you want to do yes, that? No, I was going to ask you next, but go for it. If, if it makes sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I, I I know some women uh, that I've talked to have been resistant to the word surrender because they feel like it's like giving up control right. or giving up creative control. And, and then nothing's the going to uh, happen. The
1: things that they want, is not going to happen. Right, exactly.
2: And that to me is the exact opposite of, of what it really offers. It's essentially acknowledging that your your power is not in your ego. It's it's in your willingness to release your attachments and your ego identities and let yourself get so in tune with your higher self, get so in tune with, with God, goddess, get so in tune with the universe and spirit that you become willing to just simply be a vessel for spirit suppression. Um, and that's when like I'm I'm living in my dream of, I, I don't know my life is I'm a, I'm a continuous unfoldment <laughs> but I, yeah. I wake up every day and I look at my studio which is my dream studio and I look at my life and I'm like I created this through surrender I created this by remembering who I am on a daily basis that I am divinity I am sacred energy and that surrender to me is letting go of our worldly identities um and and stepping into source energy as much as possible but one of the concepts that I've really been cultivating in my work recently is this concept of the difference between submission and surrender spiritually and sexually. And I think that this is such an important topic right now because a yes, surrender is a buzzword. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And even submission, submission is just a word that uh, there's a lot of interesting energy connected to that word. Um, To me, submission is the word that we need to be careful about the energy that we need to be careful about and speaking into uh let's see to me submission is a when a woman is in submission she is really focused on the external she feels that her value is in her physical body her beauty her financial success, her career success, um, the way her life has worked out. She's really, perf- she's more of a perfectionist, trying to control every aspect of her life, um, really connected to r- rigid, rigid diet plans, rigid exercise plans, and beats herself up all the time as she, you know, steps on the scale and her weight is off of that one number that she's fine being. That is the, and those are just a few examples of, 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 of a woman who's in that submissive energy. And the reason this is so important is our whole society, we've been trained as women from an early age to be disempowered. We've literally been like going to school for disempowerment from the time we came out of this room. <laughs> We're really good at it because it's just been so ingrained in our subconscious. And it's important to look at not just how to shift that, but why it's happened in the first place. And to me, this is like the core of my message to the earth, and like through Elevated Woman, um, this movement that I'm working with, you know, which is that there's a reason that the that the feminine has been suppressed for so long, and really, it's if it wasn't so powerful, there would be no reason to suppress it, exploit it, take from it, abuse it. So you know, there's the divine feminine is the creative potential. It's sexual energy vibration, pulsation, it's infinite potential. Um it is powerful. It's so powerful and so beautiful. And one of the biggest, most extreme examples is just looking at the sexual trauma that has happened on this earth. The majority of the sexual trauma has been directed and targeted toward women. And we don't look at why that's happening. We don't see that as the number one piece of evidence that there's something in the feminine, there's something in the female body that is so valuable that it is being taken, exploited, used, raped. It's being misused. But it, we don't see that as evidence of our great power. We see it we right. do, we do, you know, we don't really know what to do with it. But to right. me I'm like oh, you know, when I experienced, I was I experienced sexual trauma, I was raped when i was 22 and i i've also been you know had other experiences that are have been similar to that but that one specific event is what awakened to me this realization that there's that someone needed something in me so bad
1: right. that
2: they were willing to cross so many boundaries and barriers to just take it exactly and that is what made me realize <laughs> that there's you know this exploitation and the trauma that we've we've experienced as women uh, i mean if we think of past lives every human cuz we most likely have all been men and you know i don't really know that much mm-hmm. about i'm not a past life expert but i feel like i've been both a man and a woman in mm-hmm. different past lives so it's really the collective human race we all hold this trauma but um, which is ever more, you know, it's, it, that's why it's even more important to really protect each other. But beyond that, so just coming back for a second, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. so the state of submission, this energy of submission is really the paradigm that has programmed within the collective consciousness of the feminine, that mm-hmm. our value is external, our value is in our body, our value is in our perfection, our val- you know, it's all of these old, wounded Thought patterns and belief systems that really keep us distracted and keep us separate from our truth. Our truth right. is that we are divinity, we are a sacred energy, and the submissive programming tells us that we are not that. And when we are not that, then our energy, our Shakti Force, is still there. But we're literally like when we step on the scale and, and beat ourselves up for not being at a certain number, we're might as well just like scoop up our heart energy, scoop up our Shakti force, our sexual power and just hand it over to to this paradigm like we are the ones that are exploiting ourselves by continuing to be plugged into this paradigm so that's the state of submission to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and surrender is uh is is surrender is recognizing that we are we are divinity we are sacred energy and there's a force beyond us the divine masculine direction and guidance of spirit that is pushing us, pulling us, and and really taking
1: us to our highest potential, both sexually and in our lives. How does the divine masculine, like, what does it have to do with all of this? I guess how does how does it work together? hmm
2: So um I just love talking about all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's why about. we have you here <laughs> So the divine masculine to me is oh my gosh, just the most powerful thing. I could cry thinking about it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's just on a symbolic level. It's the uh, it's the walls of a house that create a a cube, a square, angular ninety degree angles, uh, measuring tools and measuring sticks. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's it's the angles and the direction and the projection, the penetration guidance um it's positive movement forward it's the sunlight that is constantly giving to this earth without needing anything back and supplying and providing for this so much divine feminine power the divine masculine like one sun one single sun can supply so much light and power to to this this earth and to the whole solar system and that's the power of the divine masculine it's it's the single. It's a single um, pillar in a ballroom that is holding up the entire space so that this dance and love and movement and creative, you know, dynamic energy can unfold inside of it. it. It is the floor of the ocean that is silently and beautifully holding the dynamic waters of the ocean. And if we think about the ocean floor, like no one ever really like gives credit to the ocean floor. We're always talking about the power of the ocean. Mm-hmm. But there's a floor, there's a, like, there's a right. substance, there's a structure that is containing it. And that's to me, the power of the Divine Masculine is it It doesn't need to really have all the attention. It, it's not the magnetic force, it's the electric force. So the energy is going outward. And therefore, it's, it's happy witnessing and seeing and watching the Divine Feminine and, and beholding the Divine Feminine. It doesn't need to be the center of attention, it doesn't want to be. <laughs> It is simply, it feels its power in its strength and in its walls too. It feels its purpose, um, in that, in that holding of the, of the waters of the ocean. And, and if we think of like, mm-hmm. the ocean, it's constantly like, like right now, it's probably storming somewhere on there. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's also pristine in other areas. So it, that speaks into the divine feminine too. Like our dynamic nature is all over the place. We are, we are sometimes elegant. Elevated, you know, refined, and sometimes we're stormy, raw mess. So mm-hmm. The ocean doesn't judge. The o- ocean doesn't stop loving. The ocean doesn't walk away. The ocean, or the ocean floor, doesn't stop, you know, doing its job. Right. It is. It it knows its values right there, and it, it loves it.
1: So that's mm-hmm. how it's connected. <laughs> that's a beautiful. No, that's a beautiful example. Um, mm-hmm. I love that. So um, I we talk a lot about dating on this podcast. So, wondering, like, thoughts on how can we show up in our, our Divine Feminine? How can we surrender? Well, two questions. Like, how do we show up dating Divine Feminine? Also, what will surrender look like when there is the intention to be in a relationship? So, well, let me actually, let's not ask the dating question. Let me just ask you the surrender concept because when people hear, hear surrender, and um, especially those, those who, those of us who are, let's say, trying to bring something into our lives, like we're trying to create partnership. We're trying to create, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously like, you know, creation is part of what we can do, but thinking that like I have to make it happen um, or I have to like obsess mm-hmm. over it, like how can I use surrender when it comes to um, calling in like the type of relationship I would want?
2: Hmm. Love that question.
1: So, um,
2: one of the ways that we transcend submission is ultimately going into the very thing that we fear and Mm -hmm. practicing neutralizing the fear, practicing neutralizing that energy charge. So, for example, one of the ways that we can be in submission is uh, binge eating, for example. Like, a lot of women, I used to struggle with binge eating. A lot of women struggle with body image and eating eating disorders and and relationship with food struggles and so I know, I know it sounds non related but it is <laughs> that mm-hmm. we the submissive energy is the energy of then beating your, like oh, oh my gosh I just ate seven cookies I'm going to you know why did I do that now I have a stomach ache right. I feel horrible about myself like now I need to go exercise tomorrow that's the distraction of your that's distraction from your divinity um, the way to, to transcend That is to uh, you know what I did forever is I would go to my favorite coffee shop in Santa Cruz when I lived there. I would get a chocolate chip cookie, a brownie, and this little sea salt butter cookie thing, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I would sit there and eat all three. Yeah, they were so yummy. All my favorite things. I wouldn't (laughs) withhold. I would eat. I would get by and indulge in all of my favorite things, and I would then sit there very, very gently eating eating those yummy treats and working with the energy that came up in my body, working with the shame, guilt, the negative mm-hmm. mindset. And I would sit there until I, I did that for, you know, it took about a year or two of that specific practice, really. Um, every single time I ate, ate some sort of treat, I just began to neutralize my mindset and and neutralize the energy charge that would come up in my body when I was feeling bad about myself Mm -hmm. right so so it was that to neutralize it's basically just like breathing through it sitting with it and bringing in the opposite energy of whatever feeling you're having and whatever thought you're having so if you're beating yourself up and saying i shouldn't have had this you say to yourself oh it's you know it's totally fine this isn't going to make a difference it's not going to make a dent it's totally okay it's not a big deal this is temporary or my stomach is hurting right now, this is going to go away in like an hour. It's not a big deal. You know, you just begin to kind of neutralize it. Dating is actually very similar. If you find yourself really in relationships, if you find yourself attached in, in some really intense way to wanting love or to, um, you know, you're in a relationship and you're like, I can't live without this person, but it's not working. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is another where, that is another area of your life where you get to step into your strength and power and courage and begin to neutralize the charge that's coming up. So you get to entertain the thought mm-hmm. of, well, okay, this is a, this is a really powerful practice for this. If you want love and just think about all of the years that you've thought about love, all of the Christmases and holidays that you've had without love, all of the times when you were like, okay, this is the year All of the, all of the times you called your best friend crying, wanting her reassurance, all of the, you know, short-term relationships, just think about all of it. Think about how much energy you have spent in, in grief, longing, yearning, pain by yourself or with friends. But just think about how much life force energy you have spent on this topic. And if we think about it, I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience, you know, we, if we think about that, it's very clear to see that when we just speak into the law of attraction, sometimes we can think that yearning is the way we're going to get something, but it's not. The law of attraction responds to neutral energy or, or that more uh, satisfaction energy, that positive vibration. So yearning is. Pushing away, really deeply wanting love is really ultimately pushing it away. So one of the deepest powerful practices you can do is just entertain. It's entertain the thought, entertain the possibility that, okay, well, what if love never comes into my life? What if I never attract a partner? What if I never attract a boyfriend that, what if I never get married? What if my very fear comes true? and sit mm-hmm. in that existential question and notice what feelings come up in the body. Your circumstances haven't changed by having this thought. You're not doing anything to change the circumstances, but you're changing your relationship to it by going into the very thing that you fear and then neutralizing that energy. So if you can, if you really ask yourself that question, what I found when I asked myself that question was that I would actually be living my life quite differently if, if love is never going to come into my life. I would be more social. I would be a little bit more courageous. I wouldn't really care as much what people thought of me. I would be Mm. um, getting up earlier. I would be taking better care of myself. Like somehow this wrapping up and deep desire for love was causing me not to live my my highest life. It was like this depression. And when I cleared that energy, my whole life began to transform. And And I ultimately realized I was stepping more into the woman that... I would want to marry. <laughs> you know what I mean, like that. Mm-hmm. That if, if when, like that when that the man that comes into my life would really that he would match this frequency. It's not that past woman. It's this woman. So I think that that question and this practice is really important. It's intense and a little existential. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's a it's like reverse engineering, and it's kind of I want to say a shortcut. <laughs> to transcending this all because if you ultimately but you have to do it from the sense of you're not doing that exercise with the intention of drawing love in. you really have to let go the possibility of love coming in otherwise it's not gonna work (laughs) like truly being okay in your life if love never comes in that's the work and it'll take months years even to get okay with Mm -hmm. that and then you also realize that it's so unrealistic that love would ever not come in. <laughs> right. so yeah, you,
1: like, yeah, yeah. Right. But you it, realize it, how it, small it, the it, fear It like the fear almost has mm-hmm. no power anymore at that point. Exactly. Exactly. And that's when
2: it that's really when the universe can can respond. And I think the people that are listening are, and you, you know, I know that we're all connected in the sense that we stand for love that's not sacrificial. <laughs> we we're right. we're stepping into our human potential on this planet. And and you and the women that are listening to this podcast, the elevated women, um, in in my audience, we are we are not here to settle in love. We are here to awaken a higher potential on the planet, sexually in our hearts, every in every aspect of our lives. So that it's kind of new territory. Um so we don't, you know, we don't get to give up. <laughs> we keep right. having trust and and knowing that there's so much power that we're that is about to um, show up for the the whole planet.
1: So about um, that. So if um, thoughts on how to, I guess, how to use the divine feminine energy like in a practical sense. So like. Um, I would imagine, I, I would think you'd probably get, your clients probably uh, ask you these annoying questions, but I just know that, like, my, my group will ask this question. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, if I, if I have goals, like you were saying, like, the kind of the controlling part of it, if there's, like, a goal, if I'm, like, I, you know, um, you know, I guess, like, if, if there is some sort of goal, um, whatever, I want to make this amount of money, or I want this relation, or whatever, the goal might be, Mm-hmm. Um, lose weight. Let's... <laughs> yeah lose weight let's say so on a daily basis like how do i um make sure because you know again what's funny is that we say goals but which sounds very masculine which it is, but but creation is very feminine and basically what we're just trying to do is like create something we're trying to birth something so mm-hmm. how um how do we Like, what do we do on a day-to-day basis? If I'm losing weight, but I want to stay in my divine feminine, like, what does that look like Um, Mm. on a daily, like, you know, just like a a regular day in somebody's life who wants to be in that energy, but also wants to create a healthier version of themselves? Yeah. Good question.
2: (laughs) So a couple of ways to answer it. One is also speaking into like the five Ds, fifth dimension, how to access that. So one of my mentors, Katrina Ruth, um, she talks that she she talks about manifest. She's like, I don't like the word manifestation because, because it man implies
1: it. that you- <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> and <it> implies
2: <laughs> not that men are bad, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's so true and. um, it implies but very it's, it's masculine in the sense that it implies that um, it implies that when we're manifesting something, it's outside of us and we have to gather up the energy somewhere outside of us and put it together. And like, it's like, I kind of env- envision like putting ingredients together and then making, digging nothing and creating something. <laughs> um, right. And that's not really the truth. Like when we manifest something, it's, simply getting our energy in alignment with what already with that thing that already exists like millionaires already exist in this world so the only reason that if i on a very metaphysical level the only reason you're not a millionaire is because it's not in your consciousness (laughs) you haven't fully lined up your energy with it it's that's that's the only reason that you know if you're not a millionaire that it's not in the action in the doing i mean in some ways it is you know but it's a very
1: esoteric way of answering right. your question, but, yeah. um, um, but if, you, if so your consciousness is there, your, your actions are going to follow at the end of the day.
2: Exactly. And so 5D form of creation, manifestation, whatever you want to call it, it it's simply learning how to, um, I like to use the term, uh, energetic intelligence. It's this ability to remember that we are all energy. And so if you can master your energy and become so energetically intelligent that you can feel into the frequencies of different circumstances and environments mm-hmm. and possibilities, then you're, that's really the feminine approach to, to let's say, manifesting, mm. is, is not taking action, but first, um, but first really, really um, getting your heart, getting your energy aligned with that thing that you desire. And so a couple other little practical things too, like let's say. Um one of the things I kinda like to guide women into is what if your entire your your number one goal, the number one most important goal of your life was to feel good as much as possible? What would change in your life? If if feeling good was the way towards your goals, how would you live your life different? And um let, like, if you can even experiment with that for like two weeks <laughs> and remember right. that, okay, well, what if what I want? What if losing weight? What if earning money? What if, um, getting a relationship came from my state of feeling good? And the more, the better I feel, the more good feelings that are in my body, the more likely it is that I can, um, or if that's the way to my goals. If you can get your brain wired in that, in that way, then you're wired in a feminine energy state. So it's like losing weight or getting fit. I definitely worked through some strong body image stuff in my earlier years. And again, it came, it came back to this, this principle of, okay, well, I know that like <laughs> every New Year's when I set my resolutions and I map out how much I'm going to exercise and my exercise routines and blah, 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 that it literally never works. And the reason it never works, especially as women, is because we're not wired for rigidity. We're wired, we're wired for creativity, and we're wired for uh, we're wired for dynamic energy and momentum and movement and transformation and change and seasons and all of that. So why in the f would we ever expect ourselves mm-hmm. to stick to a certain rigid routine? So a practical feminine approach to life is releasing those expectations of yourself, setting a strong enough Divine Masculine Container, Um, for me, it's like I write every day. For for me, it's I um, exercise every day. For me, it's, and I meditate every day in some way, but I don't have to do it the same way every day. I don't have to do it the same time every day. In my routine, it's my my container. Yeah, so it's strong enough to handle my feminine power. And Mm -hmm. um. So that's really a a practical approach, I suppose, to to some of these these things. It's it's really more about if you really want to take to to do it right, in my opinion, it's going to take time. It's not you've got to unplug from this instant fix and get your brain rewired back into a state of true empowerment as a woman. Um, Right. And remember that you you know you're we're not going to we're not going to reach our goals through control in any sustainable way. It might happen, but if you want to be in your feminine power, you're, there's gonna it might take a little bit more time to do it in a sustainable, like long term. I don't I don't ever worry that I'm going to be overweight. Really, my weight fluctuates from my goddess body to my ballerina body, <laughs> and I <lose laughs> it, And I don't worry. I don't think about food. There's no charge around food. There's no charge. You know that we just begin to expand our our. Let's see. Yeah. Our view of ourselves gets rewired and and it gets to be in a much healthier space. So that's my answer.
1: Yeah. our like expectations. I love that. Just hearing Mm -hmm. you talk, it just like reminds me of like, even the person that doesn't think they're controlling, like how controlling we really are. (laughs) um, You know, like how every bite like has a charge, you know, how every, um, Gosh, like how every move has like some sort of criticism or, or, mm-hmm. or doubt and it's, um, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. So, um, what are some things that can help us get back into that, that empowerment, that feminine empowerment, um, that are not masculine? Because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot, what scares, what worries me sometimes, or, um, is that, there is a lot of, you know, we're living in a very interesting time. But obviously, there's a lot of, um, you know, speaking up about these things, which is great, and um, a lot of, like, watching the patriarchy, um, you know, kind of crumble little by little. Um, but sometimes some of the women empowerment is just, like, the patriarchy with lipstick on it. So um, mm-hmm. I I was wondering, like, um, sorry? I think that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, it's like, so I, I wonder, um, like, what are some things, some practices that you do or that you like to recommend to your clients that can help us um, become an elevated woman, like you said, or more feel more empowered, feel more into our, our, our divinity? Any, like, practices that you recommend?
2: Yeah, totally. That's, like, everything I create for the world. <laughs> definitely okay. too. Um so, yeah, an elevated woman is an act. I like to say she's an activator and an initiator for a higher potential on the planet. So she's awakened into her true beauty. She understands her true power. So her true beauty is awakened in the female body when we recognize and, um, and embody in every cell our sacred energy. So that means that we first have to understand who we really are. So, meditating um, to me, meditation—it mm, just depends on where you're at. You know, I found that and it worked on it, and through meditation, I had experiences of my divinity. And through enough of those experiences, mm. I began to reorient my understanding of myself, and I started to see myself fully as source energy and and truth and beauty. And this higher, um, this higher energy that was beyond my physical form and and my identity is, is fully, well, I would say 80 to 90% rewired to that. You know, I'm not, I'm not a yogini. I'm not a yoga teacher. I'm not a meditation teacher. I'm not a river guide. I'm not an athlete. I'm not a runner. I'm not any of the things I I used to identify with.
0: Mm. I am
2: pure source energy manifest in this physical body and I'm constantly changing And who I am right now will never, ever exist ever again.
1: Because
2: Mm -hmm. by the end of this call, I'm going to be, you know, that energy is, I'm different. Mm -hmm. So we are infinity. And it's it's really spending time with these elevated feminine frequencies. And really in a spiritual practice, I believe, um, whatever that looks like for you. I like to guide women into, I I call them feminine activation trainings. And it's it's really awakening, um, activating different feelings in the body. So feeling the frequency of trust. Is different than feeling the secret, the frequency of grace, and feeling the frequency of uh, of love. Is different than feeling the frequency of gratitude. These, these, all these words, are the words themselves are containers. The divine masculine, like the letters and the shapes and the structure, but the meaning and the essence is the divine feminine. The feeling, the way the word um, grace makes you feel, what it invokes, is the goddess working. That's the heart. <laughs> so. Um, I use affirmations a lot and I actually just wrote, a, wrote a, a little blog on how my affirmations used to be like I am powerful and then they were mm-hmm. I choose to be powerful and now all my affirmations are I am power, I am grace, I am power. it's not that I'm trusting, I am trust
1: mm-hmm. when we be
2: embody the words themselves oh, and yeah that that's that's how we
1: can that's how we can quickly activate those energies inside of us um right yeah the thing like i'm i am um powerful let's say is like i'm borrowing the energy of power rather than i am the energy of power Mm -hmm. exactly and -hmm. and when we work enough we work with enough of the words
2: it's like, we really are just straight up, I am, <laughs> and I yeah. am can be anything. I actually wrote something really interesting in my journal last night, and I'm like opening it up right now because, yeah, okay, I wrote, I am grateful. And then I wrote, I am, God, um, God last, the divine, um, like in, in parentheses, is experiencing itself as, it's express, uh, as it expresses itself through the energy frequencies of gratitude. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. this new evolution of, of affirmations that, like, I am is is the most important part of an affirmation because that's really the affirmation itself. And the, the tantric philosophy, not sexual, but the deep spiritual tantric philosophies are um, when we... We get to remember who we really are, which is the divine. And then everything that's in manifest form is the divine experiencing itself. So when I say I'm grateful, it's it's the divine Mm -hmm. (laughs) experiencing itself as gratitude in me. It's experiencing Mm -hmm. that frequency.
1: So anyway. No, I get it. I got it. I, no, no, that's, I think that's very helpful. I mean, I'm I'm with you. <laughs> Hopefully. Mm-hmm. We may have to re-listen to, re- to this podcast a few times, guys, but we'll, you're, yeah. you're feeling. <laughs> just, just feel into it. Just um, feel it. The thing
2: is, that was a little bit esoteric, I know, but the thing is, is sometimes it's just the energy that's,
1: that's inside yes. of
2: what's being said. It's not necessarily the words themselves, yes. you know, that's important. to. Remember. And you like
1: absorb, exactly. You have to absorb the, mm-hmm. the energy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That has been like a funny thing for me to understand, even just like as a teacher. Um, and of being a lover of words and all those things, but what's so funny is that like when you teach or when you're speaking or whatever, it's really interesting to see. And this we can be happening, this can happen like it's just if you're having a conversation with your friend. And it's just so mm-hmm. interesting how somebody will come back to you and be like, Yes, yeah, like you said, and then they'll say something totally different than what you said. But it's basically like <laughs> it's what they felt, and they're putting it into their own words. Mm-hmm. It's not even so much like the words, but they're they're you know like it's it's our energy. It's like how we it's how we're showing mm-hmm. up. So um, I find that um, interesting. I love that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Really like, and
1: that just to show you how strong that that part of us is. Um, a question. Uh, do you? Do you ever find clients, like, as, you know, it's hard, like, kind of rising into their, um, their goddess energy, riding, you know, rising as a woman, and then um, having to deal with, like, hating men, you know, like, I I think that sometimes, like, we think we have to choose a side, um, but that men are beautiful as well, and they are a victim to this whole shebang as well. Um, and how do we kind of deal with like learning, be having to go through that learning process of realizing like, oh man, things aren't haven't been so great um, for myself, like the way that I've I've kind of positioned it, and then wanting to blame it on on men, but realizing that um, you know that we're still equally um, uh, not to blame, but equally being. Of being, you know, taking advantage of or abused or so. So, like, if I'm rising as a woman, how can I still love men? I guess. A- mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. I feel like it almost, deserves some reverence, like, just connecting with the heart. Um, so, one moment. Well, I think, you know, we all are being hurt by men and yet we all want men we we love men we desire and crave their presence and their energy um and them back them back at us you know like there's this belief deep down within the woman that there's a scarcity of of men i think that comes from yeah. all the generations of it of them dying you know and then we were left like, right. just less than equal right. and so i think that there's this this deeply ingrained feeling of we have to fight for them which is inverse in like nature like the men are fighting for the female the male is fighting for the female (laughs) and so i think first just really like loving the fact that you love men and and that you desire to Mm -hmm. be around the masculine energy and just Really letting that be an okay thing and celebrating that because that's one of the things that's actually going to activate his masculine potential is when you really get in touch with your love for his presence. And what about his presence do you love? Do you love the way that you can just like, that he like makes you laugh and that you can, I love, one of the things I love about men is that (laughs) there's something about the humor that I, I just, I get to just soften and I giggle and I let go of control and I get weird and silly. And it's my mm-hmm. favorite feeling. The whole, it's like one of my favorite feelings in the ent- whole entire world. I love the feeling of of losing myself when I'm walking around with a guy, and I feel so safe in his presence, and I don't have to think about where I'm going. He's got it, and I can just be silly and dynamic and fun and feminine. So, you know, when we activate this this sense of appreci- true appreciation for the masculine, um, when we have that in our aura. That act—that's how the elevated woman is an activator and an initiator. You know, when she when she truly does honor and respect and acknowledge the presence that a divine masculine brings, um, it's one of the greatest ways we can activate the power in a ma- in a man. And so, I think that's that's one that's part one <laughs> is really mm-hmm. getting in touch with your desire and and love for the masculine presence in your life. Um, to, That's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and two, you know, just like the submission, submissive energy, we get to have compassion that so many moments of the day we're beating ourselves up for something or criticizing ourselves, like ourselves, like you were saying, and really have compassion and gentleness for ourselves around like that. That was a programming that we learned, and we and you know, it's it's brutal. <laughs> it's really really brutal. Um. And And we also learned a programming of silence and and the energy states that go with that, the tightness of the throat and the shame in the belly and we learned these patterns and frequencies, so we get to have enormous compassion for our history and 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 you know really gentleness and and tenderness with our hearts as we go through the healing and we get to get real with ourselves and 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 ask ourselves do i want to drain my shakti force do i want to continue to give my power away through these thoughts that i'm thinking and right. we get to get real with ourselves and recognize that we are just as much a part of of perpetuating the wounding of the feminine the exploitation of the feminine within our own relationship with ourselves and our body as a man is when he enters us without asking let's just say because that. Freaking happens too often, you know, that uh-huh. if we don't consider it, some, sometimes it's considered rape and sometimes it's not, but I have multiple times in my life been intimate with a guy not wanting to have sex, but somehow.
1: The right, feeling like I
2: have to. And that's mm-hmm. inside of me. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, even though I say no, or <laughs> it's like, that was a clear no, it still somehow happens. And I'm like, how the S does that still happen? And mm-hmm. I, I know that that's a common experience in a lot of women. In some way, there's just this like subtle violation and we don't really know how to process it. Um so yeah, that freaking makes me feel rage. And I recently wrote a poem about that actually, about um just tapping into the collective feminine experience of that. And and I was so I think another aspect of this answer, and then I'm gonna wrap it up is it with this is we get to feel rage toward the masculine we get to feel rage not toward the masculine we get to feel rage in our hearts about what we've experienced and we can simultaneously be angry and love at the same time mm-hmm. and i wrote this poem and i I, I'm, I am going to post it and i'm just figuring out like how and when and what else i want to say with it but the, uh, thinking like i have a, a brother, i have a little brother and i have a dad obviously <laughs> and yeah so i was thinking like like if thinking about the sensitivity that I know my brother is and I know he's a good person. I, I know that he's probably made mistakes as a man too. And like, is this poem shaming the masculine? And that's not what I want, you know? So I think also like finding someone in your life that you, that you're inside their hearts, really, you love them at such a deep level, whether it's your child or your brother or a best friend, and if you don't, you know, it, there's a the to activate kind of archetypes where you can feel the sensitivity of of, of men. And, and men were little boys and they have so much sensitivity. And they're really, there's a lot of confusion and trauma in the masculine as well. And so I think we can feel rage. We need to feel rage in order to heal and release that emotion. And we also get to layer that with um, with wanting and willing to communicate and, and, um, and healing with the men that are in our lives and feel mm-hmm. to compassionately, like the tenderness and the sensitivity that, that men are feeling too. I don't know if that's making sense, but
1: yeah. That's no, no, no. Sense. That. Mm-hmm. And helping and, and understanding like the power that we have to, to help. We, to, we to have, to have the
2: power yeah. We have the power mm-hmm. to hurt, and we have the power to heal. And we we, yeah. we hurt men more than we know. We hurt yeah. the feelings of men
1: more than we recognize. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's really important to remember, too, as women. Yeah. We all have that inside of us. I was, um, mm-hmm. I, we have two sons, and um, I, I have an older daughter, but she's um, my husband from a previous relationship. I adopted her when she was four. Um, but I mean, like, and I've ra- I've been raising her, of course, and I raise her how I would raise a girl. But it was it's different than than having these two boys that like actually planned. And I thought I was going to get like a second run of a girl. Um And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to raise her to be like you know this. And, I, and then once I realized that, it was like, okay, we're having another boy. Um, I was like, no, like this mm-hmm. is the divine work. We raise boys, you know. And even mm-hmm. thinking about like my, you know, boys are always being raised in many ways like even my husband still he raises me and I raise him as well like we're always like mud, kind of mothering and fathering each other forever you know so yeah. we have a lot of mm-hmm. um a lot of power in like how we want things to look and, and not in a you know in mm-hmm. a controlling way but in a like what kind of space am I making so um those are the yeah. opportunity for there for that Oh well, I could talk to you forever, Anya. No. <laughs> Thank you. Um, can you can you um share with like if anybody feels called to work with you um uh, follow on follow your work? Can you share like where how people can work with you and um, where they can stay connected with you? Yeah. So
2: my website is elevatedwomantraining.com, and in that there's a link at the very top. And that's the best way to stay in touch with me, which is a way to get onto my mailing list. And even if you don't do emails very well, I would just take it on it because that's where I post most of my content and my blogs and videos and offer trainings. So the trainings really range from, like yesterday I did a high priestess activation, just a drop-in training, and it was $33, to um, really in-depth one-on-one healing work with me where we do more cellular Quantum transformation and and clearing. That's if you're really wanting to kind of work into this realm of the collective feminine wounds and and really transform your life at a spiritual level. Um, and then in between that, there's there's longer group programs and uh, group training group group trainings where we kind of merge like private or non-private, and we do uh, lots of just super powerful feminine activation work. So. Yeah, if you're just wanting to, that's my intention is to awaken people's experience of their value. And when you have that experience, then no one can take away your power anymore, really. And when your vibration, your whole org field, your whole energy system shifts and changes and elevates, and then you begin to attract more elevated experiences and men and, you know, everything into your life. More money, more opportunities, dream, dream everything into your life so that's that's her whole movement
1: no i love it there's a lot of great guys uh ladies so you know there's a uh, lot of great trainings on her site i'm I'm loving um there's like magnetic feminine women training and activations for divine love i mean there's a lot of beautiful work here so i will we will definitely link to it in the show notes but i wanted to mention that
2: yeah. Okay, good, yeah, and there's, there's a, I'm actually really excited because this December slash early 2020, I am launching a six-month, um, Tantrica Priestess training, and so we're actually mm. going to be working with this principle of the difference between submission and surrender, and it's like a, dis, it, I'm calling it like a disempowerment detox. <laughs> so oh, I love it. Working yeah, working through the different collective wounds that we hold as women and clearing them from the body, deleting the trauma from the cells so that we can basically begin at square one and, and be at that zero point that ultimately can, um, call in the higher, the higher power. So I'm really excited for that. It's like a, a merging of, of both, um, it's the most structured training I've ever done. There's going to be like worksheets and, and reading assignments and all that. So it's, it's, I'm, um, so excited, it. actually, for that. Yeah, and six, yeah, and
1: six months to get, it, and it's online, right?
2: Yeah, that's all online. And then um, okay. I'm also doing
1: a. There's the feminine
2: activation trainings are a really good place to start too because we work through, the maiden, queen, princess, high priestess, seductress, and goddess archetypes. And when all of those mm, are left you, you you tap into more of your full spectrum of feminine power. So those mm-hmm. are really fun trainings as well. Magic. Okay. I yeah. love
1: it. See? Sign me mm-hmm. up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. Oh, well, thank so you so funny. much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing with us um, your heart, your
0: wisdom. It was such a pleasure. and um, It just meant a lot. So thank you for taking the time. Thanks so much for listening. For more guidance on your journey to the final swipe, please visit me at NikkiNovo.com.